Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Broadcast episode number 535. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out September 20th, 2023. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're bringing back our pub trivia. This is going to be back to school themed. Uh, schools, I think, have all now gone back We're after Labor Day. Uh, so, hey, kids are gone. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Trivia time, baby. And uh, we didn't have a show last week because it was Paul's anniversary. Happy anniversary, Paul. Thank you. And uh, that means he brought me back a bunch of beer from Massachusetts. <laughs> because, you know, beer is good. Beer with your friends is better. Absolutely. Aww. So, sorry, Chris, I can't send beer. Uh, it's okay. You just paint me a word picture with your mouth. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, we're drinking uh, from Trillium, brewed in Massachusetts, Pier Pale Ale. It's 6.7% alcohol by volume. And John, what do you think so far? Uh, I think this is an IPA because it drinks like a New England IPA. Um, if this oh, is sorry, John, there they just call them IPAs. Ah, uh, um, this is it's really delicious. It's super juicy, super smooth, super crushable. Um, it's a very high ABV for a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I say it drinks more like a IPA. But this is really good. It's not thin bodied at all. It's a a big caliber beer. I'm uh, trying to go back in the history to try to figure out what I ordered when I was there, and I can't find it. It's not a big deal, because I thought that what I had definitely was a little bit more, was juicier than this, but I, I, I'm looking through the messages. I'm not going to find it. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, this is really good. It does have a little bit of that resin finish, which I kind of enjoy. It's, it makes me feel like it's a good mix of East and West. Um, so, yeah, very drinkable, very crushable for 6.7%. I basically just opened it maybe five minutes ago, and I'm already halfway through this uh, pint can. Chris, what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, Paul, your first beer was Launch. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was good. Uh, my first beer is actually coming from my old stomping grounds, of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and this is coming from Founders, and this is their Oktoberfest, and this is a German-style Marzen, and this is really nice. I picked up a, I want to say it's like a 20-pack of this. I don't know if it comes in 20-packs. I just grabbed a a case. Maybe 12. Maybe it's a 12-pack. I don't know. It's over in the kitchen. I can't see it. Um, I really like this. This is really nice. Good sweet on it. It definitely hits those Oktoberfest notes. Uh, I've only taken a few sips so far. But, John, you've had this before. Yeah. Um, sadly, I, the first year it came out, which was like two years ago, it came out in a 15 pack, which was great. Um, the last two years, it's been 12 packs at the same price as those 15 packs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I remember it being, I haven't had it this year, but, uh, I remember it being like, oh yeah, this is a nice go-to October fest. It's good. It for, feels a, a little bit more robust than what I usually like in my October fest. Like it's not something that I could just like crush, um. We are officially in Deftoberfest season now, so every time I've been going to Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal Studios, I've been getting a Deftober because it's just so nice and so crispy and so drinkable. This has like enough of like a body to it and enough sweetness that I kind of want to slow down with it, which is really good. Like, but for me, Oktoberfest beers are the stuff that I'm drinking just to stay hydrated as I'm sweating. 
<laughs> like 96 degree heat as I'm walking through scary houses. But it's really good. I have no issues with having picked up whatever is coming in this case. It's probably 12. I'll drink them. Yeah. yeah. They won't go to waste. Now, Oktoberfest beers often are good disc golf beers. Chris, is that a good disc golf beer? I think it would be. I think it needs to be a little crisper outside. Mm. Like, it's not something you'd want to have a hot, hot day, because it does have that kind of real malty richness to it. But Chris lives in Orlando, where I'll never get We don't have crisp. Crisp days happen in, like, January and February. But speaking of crisp, let's get to that crispy news. Ooh. Guys, we got some trailers off the trailer tree. Yeah, we pruned them. John, you you were excited. You sent us a... uh, a, a trailer saying that in four days there will be a trailer for Aquaman. Which I did not watch that, but then I watched the actual trailer, so I hope that's okay, John. <laughs> it, it works out. I was just letting you guys know it was coming. Uh, did you watch it, the full trailer, John? Yeah. Looks like an uh, Aquaman movie. Um, a lot of the same players from the first one in yeah. this one. They're Going through this, I was like, oh, they have not shown Amber Heard yet. And then you see her for like a split second, like banging on a window and i'm like okay so she's still in the movie somewhat they haven't completely cut her out because i thought that's part of why this was getting delayed because they were trying to edit around her being in it but this is the movie that they didn't delay they delayed dune no it got pushed back though oh did it get pushed back this has been pushed back a whole bunch of times but it was kind of weird this was getting flip-flop with the flash and they kept having uh i think they filmed different post credits for both of them depending on which one was going to come out first they attached that one okay maybe this movie was in the kingdom and that's why they couldn't find it because it's the lost kingdom but there's seven kingdoms that's going to unite behind are they going to unite the seven we got the crab people we got the fish didn't get the horse the seahorse people how about those eels the eel people how many more kingdoms are there well, there's seven plus the lost one. So is there eight kingdoms? I, that's what I was thinking. Are there actually eight kingdoms? Is it the seven seas plus the sea, the the kingdom that's beneath them all? The trench people. Possibly. I know. Both of you were like, oh, yeah, it looks like an Aquaman movie. I have not seen Aquaman or Justice League. So is this the tone that Aquaman had? Um, I, I It was kind of a fun, campy it knew that everything is um, really silly and was okay with it. Okay. And I, we watched kind of like, yeah, the first one had like the first one I enjoyed, but it had like a thin layer of cheesiness on top of it. Yeah, this I watched one definitely seemed- the very beginning of the Aquaman wall on vacation uh, because it was on the cable on the, in the uh, hotel room. And it had like the strange kind of like intro voiceover kind of thing from daredevil. Where it was, you know, him ca- talking about his childhood a little bit, and then like what happened, and like the 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 sea people show up to get uh, Aquaman's mom, you know, while she's pregnant, or you know, just had the baby or whatever. I don't remember. And then it cuts to him being at the aquarium and getting picked on, and he's just standing there brooding, and all the fish come to like his aid, and I'm like, all right, we can just watch HGTV. It's fine. I don't. <laughs> Because there was some dramatic, like Jason Momoa says, this dramatic line at that point, and I'm like, okay, calm down, down there, fish boy. <laughs> um, but Paul, you sent uh, the Goosebumps trailer. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. How does that look, guys? I went Justin Long. All right. Yeah, I didn't even know this was a thing. Is Me he either. playing watched... R.L. Stein? He's playing a guy who's like a substitute teacher or a teacher who just moved to town. 
I don't know what who, who he's really playing. And it doesn't really matter. It looks creepy. It has the great creepy vibes. It does have a really good creepy spooky vibe. Um, it seems inspired by Goosebumps. It doesn't seem like it's... Retelling. What I was expecting. it. Yeah, like a retelling anthology style series. Um, this might work its way onto our Halloween watch list for this year. Just because, I said it before, Yanni likes spooky, not scary. Um, this seems pretty spooky. Yeah, it starts uh, October 13th. Uh, Friday, October 13th. Or is that, it's probably not yeah. Friday. Yeah, that's the, yeah, it's Friday, October 13th. Perfect. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, am excited. I'm a little less excited to see it was a series. I was hoping that it was going to be a movie because I was like, okay, this looks cool. They saw them, they get in, solve the mystery, get done. Like, I don't know how many episodes I'd really want to be this, especially since it's like five teens trying to figure out how their kid, how their parents were involved with a murder. I did chuckle when they said we're murder Nepo babies. And I'm like, that was funny. I don't know if any kid would say that, but it was funny. Uh, They might now. Um, Ten, ten episodes. A little, little long, a little long. In this. So yeah, pretty... uh, it looks, it looks fun. It looks cool. Yeah. Looks well done. Mm-hmm. That's why I was expecting it to be like a, you know, Disney plus like, movie like you know because it looked pretty you know like the these um special effects the you know computer graphics stuff you know looked good so it looks pretty good um i'm just on the wikipedia page for it now because i was looking up how many episodes it is um it will be debuting on october 13th on disney plus and hulu uh, five episodes from the 10-part series will debut as part of the streamers annual hollow stream and hulu ween celebrations uh with new episodes following each week afterwards uh, until November 17th, when the first season, uh, season will conclude. Um, and then the series' first two episodes will also air on Freeform as part of their uh, 31 Nights of Halloween. Mm. So again, a little bit of cross-pollinization there between all of Disney's streaming and like paid cable uh, channels. Uh, something we didn't get to talk about because we didn't record last week. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. One of John's favorites uh, passed away at 76. Uh, he'll forever be remembered uh, as the guy that took the two margaritas off the table when the pterodactyls attacked in Jurassic World. Um, I have not been able to confirm this, but I believe he will be mummified in margarita salts and then laid to rest in a blender on a beach somewhere in the panhandle, um, creating a new mecca for all parrot heads around this great world of ours. Um I was never a big fan of his music. My father loved him. You love his father, Florida casual lifestyle. My father you're wearing, enjoyed. You're wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now and drinking out of a coconut. Um, but Why do you have so many shakers of salt there, John? I actually. Just in case you lose one. So um, he was a, a a regular on my brother, uh, the podcast, my brother, my brother and me, because he actually thought those guys were funny. I don't know how he heard their podcast. But like he did a uh, Broadway play based on his music and had those guys down there as the only people interviewing people going on the red carpet. (laughs) And nobody knew who they were. Nobody wanted to do interviews with them. And they got like these five second things. And then he comes down and he's the person who introduced them to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's actually another fan of their show. But uh, Jimmy Buffett was like really funny on their podcast. And then um, because he was on there, they would talk about different things that they do. But like Jimmy Buffett would like pop up at different Margaritavilles and be like, tell everybody I'm cooking the shrimp today. 
And they'd be like, oh, yeah, if you order the shrimp, uh, Jimmy Buffett's going to cook it for you. So people just order the shrimp and he'd be like, yeah, we sold the most shrimp. But he uh, he seemed like uh, he actually loved and kind of took care of his his fan base. And then if you were a friend of his, it was like a, a great thing, because when he passed away, the the three brothers um, actually had like really touching little tributes to this guy that they never thought they would ever be friends with. But somehow found them and and touched their lives so it's okay buddy. as much can, fun it is to make jokes about it uh, chris uh he seemed like he was actually a pretty decent person i've been to margaritaville recently <laughs> he didn't cook your shrimp and he never will now <laughs> i don't uh, have any other news i just wanted to bring that up yeah um one thing i have i sent it uh this afternoon to you guys is that bell's brewery is making oberon a year-round beer. So Oberon is going to run, um, regular Oberon that we've had and enjoy, is going to run from March to, I believe, August. And then, like, September to March is going to be uh, Oberon Eclipse, which is, like, a higher ABV version of, of Oberon, which I thought was kind of interesting that, are they almost oversaturating the market? Because the big thing about Oberon is it once a year. I mean, they've been doing the different variations of it, like the tropical one, the, they did the an mango imperial, one. They did an imperial one. So they might be getting enough feedback from people just buying those other versions of it where they're thinking like, okay, like we can keep doing more of these. Like probably the same way that founders rally back and like, okay, like let's do our... Uh, like the barrel series now where we can keep putting stuff out. There's enough of a demand for it. Oh, now we can do KBS year round because that beer also had like lines around the block when it would come out. And like, it was a huge deal. You went, you know, I did. I got the golden ticket, which allowed me to go and buy it from. So I mean, they, they have the capacity to do this. We'll see if it's something that they keep up with, but I mean, it's a really good beer. I got to slide it. I'm definitely interested in trying the this new version. I probably won't be one that I will go back to. I'm not a big wheat beer fan. Um, but Paul is someone who's been enjoying the um, the Allagash White. Yes. Is this something you're like, hey, another one in my repertoire that another I could one, yeah, Another one to try. Yeah. So I will check it out if I see it on the shelves and I remember to actually look for it. Because honestly, Bell's is like one of those ones where I'm like, eh, they're fine. Like, I'm not going to be plus by them. So I'm like, it's like, sadly, one of those breweries for me. Like, I'm like, OK, like if I see something new from them, I'm like, maybe, but not. But they don't hit the list, the shopping list. All. No, I agree. You're not wrong for that. But, you know, what's making your shopping list when you go to the comic book store this week? See how I set up that segue? And I, I was did. really hoping <clears throat> you'd run with it. And I'm so happy you did. Because what I'm looking forward to buying is Wonder Woman number one. John, this is being written by one of your guys, Tom King. Yeah. Hey, Tom King uh, put on the map for me by by Chris uh, with uh, the Vision series. Hmm. Uh, I, I think his books are always worth a checkout. Um, now, is this going to be its own standalone, Paul, or is this an ongoing? Like this a, is this is the this is legacy issue number eight hundred one. So this is her okay. series. This is like this is the Wonder Woman title, much like how Tom King took over Batman for a little while there. Uh, he's doing the same for Wonder Woman, and he's putting her on the run as a wanted outlaw. And he's been saying that he wanted to create a villain or or 
uh, elevate a villain to the Joker level for Wonder Woman. He feels like Wonder Woman doesn't have that marquee villain. So uh, I think that's what he's going to be trying to do. I thought they always tried to make like Ares in the last couple of years. Well, her Ares, like, but then I mean, also like Cheetah, mm-hmm. like Cersei was around for a while. She has her rogue scale, but they haven't hit like the pop. I, I don't remember like Giganta or whatever, like the yeah. the giant no. woman. Yeah, no, I think she has her villains, but they don't, they're not the Joker. They're not Lex Luthor. They haven't hit like mainstream pop culture like other villains. I think that's, yeah. you know, for the tri- for the trilogy, Trinity, not the trilogy, for the Trinity, he wants to create, get the, a villain up to that marquee. Hmm. I'm also looking forward to a, a legacy book. So this is Captain America number one. I'm, I'm sorry, John. Uh, we didn't throw it to you. Chris, what are you? Uh, it's kind of a light week for me. This was actually something that I was considering talking about, but I figured you would wind up picking it. So I'm actually going to be picking a book from last week, uh, and this is going to be coming out from DC Comics as well. But this is going to be Batman and Robin, number one, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Simone DeMieux. Uh This is Bruce Wayne Batman with Damian Wayne Robin together, finally fighting crime after their tumultuous years as uh, father and son only, pretty much. I'm looking forward to checking this out. Uh, spoilers. I just bought this book today because I was looking forward to it, and I finally just went to the comic book shop. And I don't have anything else coming out next week that I wanted to talk about. So, yeah. Batman and Robin. New letter one. John. John. What are you looking forward to, bud? No, I have to throw it to him. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> What's your book? It was Wonder Woman, but I'm excited to hear what John's got to picking up i really uh, didn't think john chris would actually go oh i did. did of course he did uh I, for a split second i thought about throwing it over to john i was like no i already have my page open up i'm gonna read it uh captain america number 751 or number one uh written by j mike Mar- michael starzinski hmm. art by jesus saiz um, and this is going to be a story told in past, present, and future about uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Is he walking across America? No. Because that's the last thing I can remember that J. Michael Skarzynski wrote was Superman Grounded. Yeah. And people hate, like, hated on it. But I never read it, so it could have been really good. I think I read a couple of those. It was nice, like, little slice of life. Like, you, you know, he goes to a little... It's like Superman going to a diner and being like down homey and like helpful to people other than fighting giant things being the character that you would think would be the person that was raised in small yeah exactly no um we haven't talked about all of our books yet for monthly look back do you think this is gonna be making your list or is there something you're kind of leaning towards more not to get like Um, behind the show stuff into the show but just you know curiosity it might it depends on how well it reads if it's worth reading we've done a bunch of captain americas in the last couple of years like the new number ones the mark wade um we read the first one where alternately he becomes a hydra guy like we've done a bunch of number ones lately and i say lately and i mean like over the past five years but um <clears throat> yeah it definitely is something to that we might pick up yes. Ooh, is that that one cover yeah that's Fritz? the frank frank miller cover <laughs> is that trying to picture of it that's bad. Frank, that's a bad cover. But you know what I'm hoping isn't bad? Our next beer? Our next beer. 
But don't we do the dramatic reading first? I don't remember, but I have to go get my next beer. So that's why I was kind of setting it up so I could go get everything. All right. John, how quickly can we do a barbecue boys? Uh, I I don't think that fast. Okay. Uh, We haven't talked about a topic. (laughs) Well, we did a barbecue boys and it'll be coming out uh, fairly soon. And if you, if listeners, you like to talk about barbecue and listen to about two friends that are trying to teach themselves how to barbecue while living up in the North, nowhere near the uh the smoke <coughs> belt or the smoking belt uh you can listen to john and i talk about our uh barbecuing adventures over at the bagnet bar board cast barbecue boys uh it's right on the same feed you'll see it as bbq boys and then the episode title i think we have eight released right now uh ninth it has been recorded and will be posted it was uh pretty soon it was me and john talking about uh my experience with tri-tip so yeah, that's that's what that was. That was. One. That's right. I just did a uh, ad read for the Barbecue Boys while Chris and John went to get their beer. Wow. Yeah. I look forward sponsored. to hearing that. <laughs> not hashtag not an ad, but kind of an ad. But it's on our same feed, so we could be sponsored by the Barbecue Boys if they want to pay up. No, we don't have any money. Listeners, if you want us to have ads, <laughs> wait a second. That seems backwards. <laughs> Normally people pay so they don't have ads. No, we've been giving this free for years. <clears throat> come on, come on. Buddy. Now you have to pay us to stop. John, I saw you cracked open the beer. Um, yeah. What what beer is it? And what? Oh, uh, so this is Julius uh, from Treehouse. This is a um, this was originally brewed for their third anniversary party, and they tried to push the level of citrusy hop character to the fringes. Um, <clears throat> and this is okay. I, I think I actually enjoyed the pale ale better. This isn't as juicy as I thought it would be. Yeah, you're right. It isn't super juicy. It's not a big juice bomb, but it is um kind of frothy. Yeah, I oh. mean, it's smooth. It's nice drinking. Yeah. But I definitely thought it was going to be like a, a a ramped up Julius. So It's a little soft on the flavor profile, but then I got that nice like marmalade, like bittering kind of thing happen, happening. No, on the on the sides of the mouth, like a little hitting me right in the uh, jowls there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's um, this was I picked this up in the mix pack, uh, mix or the mix case, and I picked up a case of Julius uh, at Treehouse. And Treehouse is a beautiful site. Uh, the one uh, coming out from Boston, going towards New York, right off the 90. Um, didn't really add any time travel time. I wasn't 100 percent sure we were going to stop there. Um, because, you know, once you start, it was an hour and a half outside of Boston or from where we were staying outside of Boston. And you know how sometimes when you start driving on a road trip, especially when you're coming home, you're just like, I just want to get home. Like, I don't want any kind of stops, any kind of like that. Kate and I talked about it. We had to leave the hotel room a little later, you know, like at 1030. Normally we would get out and out like earlier than that. And I'm like, uh, you know, it doesn't open because it didn't open until noon on Sunday. So like there was a whole bunch of things like maybe we'll wake up and just be like, let's just get on the road and go. It's fine. We don't need to stop there. Like there was so many like scenarios where it couldn't it might not have happened that I'm surprised it did. So like we're getting there, pull up. We're there like 10 minutes before and I just order online. You, you order case pickup online. Just did that real quick. Got in line. There was already a line of people like getting in before they open and they're like come by and they wristband you. They check your ID and wristband you before you get in. 
Like if you're actually just picking up beer, then they don't need to wristband you. It was a whole whole event. It reminded me like of a classier, bigger, better uh, Southern tier. Like okay. same kind of like out there, but it's like set just like Southern tier, how it's set back. But this is set back even further. It's not it doesn't feel like it's a part of an industrial park. It's like out in the woods. Like I sent you guys some pictures. They have koi pond. It's very like it feels like a treehouse. I didn't get <laughs> like, any pictures. Maybe I didn't send pictures. Maybe I just took pictures. I'll send them later. I um, thought you sent something. But I, I thought it was a gorgeous venue. Um, I didn't see like a bandstand or anything like that, but really kind of cool, like really chill kind of vibe there. And uh, yeah, uh, ran into some Bills fans that were going to the game. They were coming from Buffalo going the other way to go to uh, New York City to go to the game. So. Unfortunately, it wasn't the best game for Buffalo. Uh, hopefully, uh, or Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. And uh, what made me feel really sad is Aaron Rodgers is like a couple months younger than me, and they were just talking about how old he is, and it made me feel decrepit. <laughs> just, <laughs> hey, you can still walk. Don't worry, bud. I can still walk. You're right. But at any moment, who knows? My Achilles might just give out. But no, uh, Treehouse is kind of cool. It's kind of a vibe. It's uh, um, if you like their beer, if you had their beer and enjoy it. I think it would be a cool place to spend some time. Unfortunately, that wasn't my case in my scenario. Yeah, and they have, I mean, they have a couple locations. Um, at one of their locations, they bought a golf course, and it's still a functioning golf course, oh. but, like, the clubhouse and all of that is their, like, brew pub area kind of a thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to give you the travel report for, yeah. from Treehouse. Chris. Treehouse is one of those beers, if you don't, if you're not going there or don't know somebody who's going there, it's the only way you get. So thank you, Paul. Uh, I shared a couple of the Julius cans today before the pod with um, friends who came over that had never had a tree house. And we're like, wow, this is really good. <clears throat> I appreciate it. And I said, thank Paul. I said, well, maybe when next time we see him. Uh, yeah, it's like one of those things where. Like and that's why I wanted to like kind of mention how I wasn't one hundred I wasn't one hundred percent sold on the idea of me even going. Yeah. Like because I kind of feel bad because I would have liked to have like messaged Spend everybody time, and yeah. like given what like what what can I get blah blah yeah. blah. But you remember how much of a clusterfuck it was when I tried to do. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if I if I'm driving there, I can't be responding to text messages while driving. Yeah. Either. So I was like, you know what? I'll just pick up a case of Julius. Give everybody a four pack, you know, not everybody, but the people we, the super yeah. friends of the show. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, and Ed. but Chris, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a sour ale and this is a collaboration um, between 450 North Brewing in Indianapolis and Moore Brewing Company, whose information is not on the can, but this is part of their slushy trading card series. Uh, and the whole reason I bought this is because the the can has Magic the Gathering, like fake That's, Magic the Gathering, but well, Magic the well, Gathering card artwork on it. And like even like the background like of the can, the Gathering card, though. It, looked, it, it looks like, like the back of the card. And you can see the card. It's called the Magic Conk. Uh, its casting cost is four generic and one blue mana. Yeah. And it has like this, it's like a foil can so it's kind of hard to uh -huh. see in the light but it has like a snail with glowing eyes on it and it's a creature an enchanted snail and it says it's a smoothie style sour ale with double pineapple double peach and kumquat i've sure never I... had a kumquat it's a mono blue player i'm pretty sure i have that card 
You, you possibly could. I've never had kumquat before, so I don't know what really to look for in this beer. But um, I'm glad I did this because as soon as I saw it, like, it was like, okay, double pineapple, double peach. And on the side here, they have a note that says, store cold, drink fresh, due to the large amount of fruit in this beer. Um, you de I'm definitely glad I poured it into a glass because there is, like, pulp residue all up and down my uh, sign. And after I poured the beer into it, like I could still feel like there's there's pulp in here. Like I'm sure if I could cut this can in half, like I could probably dig it out with a spoon and just eat it. Um, from the moment that I cracked the can, it was just all pineapple. Like it just smelled like I had opened up a can of like pineapple tidbits, uh, mm -hmm. and that definitely comes through on the taste. Very pineapple forward, but then I think that peach is there to take off some of that kind of like acidic chart to it because it mm -hmm. does come in with kind of like that peachy like stone fruit it's like if you ate your peach but you have the pit still and you're like no i'm gonna keep sucking on this for a little bit like it's that kind of flavor <laughs> like it's like a peach fit uh this is really good i picked up a four pack of this i believe it was like twenty dollars and 99 cents for the four pack but i was like it's a cool can but is so, it, if it's that fruited then it, it, i would expect that price ag like, ag again like it is yeah. If like, I didn't tell you this is beer, you would probably think this was just like orange juice that I got that had like extra pulp in it. Like, I mean, I'm getting like my a... vitamins for the day. Uh, <laughs> like... froth, froth beers are 27 to 29 and you're getting the same thing like that super big pulpy. It's almost like a smoothie in your can. So 20 yeah. bucks, I think you got a deal. Still, now, like, what brewery was it again? Um, It's a collaboration between... 450 North and more brewing company. I haven't heard of either one of these before, but I will be looking them up. Um, 450 North brewing company is out of North Columbus, Indiana. So closer to you guys than me. So I don't know how this got down here, but I'm glad it did Cause this is really cool. I just have to make sure I tell Yanni, like if you're going to drink one of these, you need to pour it into a class. Cause sometimes she gets a sour. She'll just pop it open and then like, we'll start to drink. And she's like, I don't like this. It's like, Oh, you, gotta roll it or you gotta pour it into yeah. that so this is definitely like the bottom half i think is fruit puree some of those beers too like um put them when you put them in your fridge just put them upside down, upside down. and then when you turn it right side to drink it it hey, settles down. Yeah. um check them check them out if you can find anything i just based off of this wholeheartedly recommend i want to look up and see what else they got that's a good tip store your sours upside down well, even like your New England's too. Anything that would have like something that when you pour it would mix better at to store it upside down. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Oh man, if we had already done the uh, dramatic reading, we could have just used that to go right into our main topic. But we haven't <laughs> done our dramatic reading. And now a dramatic reading from Disney villains, Hades number one, page 19, panel five. Can't do James Wood voice. <laughs> okay, I hate him. Look, Icky, I got a job for you, for you misfit. And if you want to play it right, I can get you some real wings. I can't do, I can't do James Woods. Yeah, but you could do a, <laughs> anyways, that was a dramatic reading from Disney villains, Hades, page 19, panel five. Sorry, Very I was breaking delivery. format there. No, that's okay, because I cannot do him on it. Well, I didn't need you to hear him. I just wanted course. you to do like a used car salesman kind of bit. Like, you know, I, your best like kind of like, you know, the type. I do know the type. I was kind of I was excited to hear your type on that. You want to try it again? 
No. And now. <laughs> uh, it's going to head us into our main topic. Like we said up at the front of the show, it's time for us to bring back our pub trivia. Uh, we do these periodically. Every couple of months, we will do, you know, some trivia questions, like try to stump the other guys, have some fun. A um, couple months ago, well, a couple episodes of us doing these, we started coming up with themes just to kind of, like, tie it into something a little bit more so it's not all just all over the all place. All over the place. Really. Uh, and I think it, it's nice having that sandbox to play in. Uh, so this is all back-to-school theme trivia. And the fact that Paul was already apprehensive about his questions makes me feel <laughs> like he completely disregarded that framework that we were playing in. Uh, so, Paul, why don't you start us off? <laughs> all right, let me uh, load it up here. And uh, all right, so this is <laughs> called... going to be pictures of the homeless person in that bathroom. <laughs> It's like, what do you call this lesion? <laughs> I have to say, though, one of my favorite games Story that we played is on the podcast. No, that's just for us. And listener, you can know that's just the kind of stuff Paul talks about. Hey, you want to hear about it? Uh, write in and we'll uh... tell us you want those ads. So you get more content. Right. That's what we were saying. That's yep, how it yep. works. Now. You can get the uh, back and forth. Karras trip trip uh, reports. Kind of. I gave you a taste for for. Uh, the uh, treehouse. If you want to learn about what I thought of Salem, Massachusetts, you gotta write in, and I'll do a not episode just for you. Uh, I'm calling you got Big League Big Chew. <laughs> wow, this is perfect because uh, I'm calling my uh, my game Schoolmates. So uh, what I did was basically went through, and what you're going to what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to name a character, talk about a character a little bit, and another character. And you're going to tell me what school they were attending mm. in this pop culture movie, okay. television show, whatever. The first one's going to be easy to set the <clears> stage. <throat> I want you two to work together because uh, we're I friends was... who went to school together. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you guys were I get it. I get it. Exactly. So you were classmates. Now, eventually they won't always be classmates, but they'll be in the television show when the school or the TV, the movie plays a big part. Um, then I just I realized... want to say. I saw the big league shoe when I went to Target today, and I thought it would just be really funny if in the middle of the podcast <laughs> I pulled out a pouch of big league. Is that regular bubble gum or strawberry flavor? It's just regular bubble gum, uh, which I did not know this until I read the back of the the pouch earlier. Uh, it's made in Akron, New York. Mm. I always like the grape. I didn't see any flavors. I don't know if they still make. Flavors. I always enjoyed it because it was trying to teach kids, hey, you don't need to chew tobacco. You can do big league. But you could pretend. Um, my son was pretending to smoke a cigarette. I for, I don't forget what he watched that somebody was smoking yeah. a cigarette. And he's and I was like, well, we don't do that, buddy. And he's like, oh, but he was like, oh, it was like, he, it was, he put it out and like, damn it. It was it was. Um, my son likes to watch Jaws. Um, so Quint like smokes in Jaws, and Quint's like his favorite character. And um, I was like, oh, well, we don't do that. And then he's like, well, have you? And I was like. Um, I've tried cigarettes, but it's not something you want to do. And he's like, oh. And then for some reason, I told him about candy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling him all about candy cigarettes and stuff. He's like, oh, but we don't do that. And he's like, yeah, we don't. And then you're and like, no matter him, how cool it makes you look. I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it looks cool. And he showed him the burn on your arm where somebody put a cigarette out on it. Yeah, it's right there, right there. Anyways, Paul, so Anyways, all right. two so people go, go to school. Schoolmates, we got to guess the school. Schoolmates trivia. So I'm going to name And a we're working characters. together, so it's not like you whoever, guys are working together. whoever says it first. Okay. Here's the first, here's, here's the first question or 
scenario. And uh, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer attended which high school with a girl named Willow? That's Sunny Sunnydale. Sunnydale High, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Sunnydale High School. Okay. Yep. So gets you, gets gets you into the frame. All right. Okay. 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 So now Allison Hannigan went on to play Lily Aldrin in How I Met Your Mother. Now you see how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. But she went to college uh, where Lily Aldrin went to college with Marshall Erickson. What was the name of that college? They went to... Was it NYU? No, because they were in Ohio. Was it uh, Tufts? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what college they were. It was Wesleyan University. Oh, Wesleyan. oh I should have known that. See, this is why I wanted you guys to work together, because I'm like, I went with the theme and I got all the answers. That's where, and I'm like, that's where they met Ted. Yeah. Well, that's where they all met each other. Well, no, well that's the three of them. Uh, Jason Siegel previously played Nick Andropoulos in Freaks and along, Geeks. Alongside James Franco's Daniel DeSerrano in Freaks and Geeks. Where they went, where they attended which high school? I know, I've never actually watched Freaks and Geeks, so I cannot uh, help you on this one. John F. Kennedy High School. Close. What's the president? Abraham Lincoln High School. Chris, any kind of guess? President, just name president. James Madison High School. McKinley High. McKinley High. I mean, if you had said president, that's, you know, a lot of these I had Buffalo. to look up like the name of the school and i'm like why am i looking if i have to look it up should i really be doing this quiz and it was too late i loved the theme so much and what i was doing i was in too deep james franco as harry osborne went to school with mary jane watts what was the name of that new york city high school i, I don't same- know if it's consistent between all it is, it midtown is. high yes midtown okay uh, <laughs> i didn't know. name midtown so we hey 50 percent right now that uh for the uh Classic Spider-Man uh, movie, Tobey Maguire. It was Midtown Secondary College of Science and Technology, but it's Midtown. Kirsten Dunst was bringing it with her classmates against the rival school. And Isis was this the name of the the uh, character that was leading the rival school. Oh, I thought she was fighting terrorists. I've never actually seen the movie. I was like, wow. I've never seen the movie. I knew it came out in the early 2000s, but I didn't remember when. name either one of the two high schools. Abraham Lincoln <laughs> High School. Chris, you got any kind of guess? It's in California. I know. California High School. Cold in here, so there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. So I'm going to say Toros High. Close. Rancho Carney High School or East Compton. Gabrielle Union is Chastity alongside her best friend, Bianca Stanford, in this classic remake of a Shakespeare story. Othello High. What what school did they? T- I could list the ways that I did not enjoy that joke. And thing I could list uh, ten things. I some hated shrews. Yeah. To this, I I don't know what school. I, I knew it was. what movie you were talking about. Okay. I have no idea what the school. Is. James Madison. <laughs> James Abraham. Uh, Padua High School. Is oh, that high school from Ten Things I Hate About You. I was a little afraid too that we were all going to like research. High school, pop culture, high school names, and you guys would be like, "Oh, I I looked this up and found it." No, I've never paid attention. I didn't even know most of these schools had names. <laughs> Thought it was just generic school. Larissa Olenek, who played Bianca Stanford, uh, guest stars as Dana Pruitt for three Friday nights as the girlfriend of Corey Matthews while she was attending this high school. Or mid- yeah, this high school. Corey Matthews High School. Columbo High. <laughs> 
Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> High different pre- this are different pre- uh, president. This one Teddy I did know. James. <laughs> okay. John Adams High School. Mm. John Adams High. He was the president. He was the president. Uh, the second one. Ben Savage reprises his role as Corey Matthews to teach his young daughter, Riley, at this middle school. And the, if you guys want to guess, you guys. James can, Adams. Okay. If you guys want to guess, it is a descendant of our second president that also went on to become a president. Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams Middle School. Wow. Way to go, John. You guys got three out of uh, eight so far. <laughs> and that's working together. <laughs> working together and dancing. and answering uh the same answers every time it's a good thing i know something about president <laughs> rowan blatchard who played riley a uh, guest starred for 11 episodes while being narrated by Patton oswald on this abc sitcom what high school was she attending as well, i didn't write down the character name the goldbergs it's the goldbergs i've never really watched this uh, i, I have and i can't it's like i remember their mascot was like the wakers Right, go with that. Name, name a famous Quaker. The Pilgrims. <laughs> oh, the top hat. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> James <I think> Mattis. <laughs> Chris, I think you could get it. I, I, I'm stumped on this one. And I watched three or four seasons of this show because I actually really did enjoy it. Like, It's pretty she funny. Started from season, oh, well, she got starring from season four to season five. Anyways, William Penn Academy. William oh. Penn. Oh, you! Yeah. It's on the tip of my tongue. That, no, that's your pen. You should probably get that out of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, get it out of your mouth. They got you blue. Is there blue in my mouth? And and yeah, finally, to wrap up number me. ten, to put us out of our mystery, the misery. So sorry, guys. Penn Oswald is the principal of this school in AP Bio. I haven't watched this yet. Yeah, I didn't. Whitlock High School. I got so in the theme. I was so deep. Uh, no, it, it's a it's a good. And it's I like quiz. the whole, just, like, this person uh, is with this person at the school, and then the, I go with, you know, and it just flowed, and I liked it, I'm and I thought say, it was clever. And I know this isn't it, because this is from another show that I actually have watched, and I know the name of it because it's in the title, Abbott Elementary, there which is go. actually a really good show, too. I like that one. Uh, yeah, a good flow. I ten and I was done. I just never paid attention to what schools are called in things. I could have gotten Wesleyan, well, Sunnydale. Padua, I might have. I thought it was called Verona, like when, and I was surprised it wasn't that called. Sense. But mm-hmm. the there's a character named Verona. Um, John Quincy, I could have gotten, and John Adams, I could have gotten. And I'm like, okay, maybe John's seen these movies, so maybe he'll get them. And I thought you would have gotten the Freaking Geeks one. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I knew it. I knew when you said the actor, I knew what show it was. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you guys got one, two, three. <clears throat> Uh, Three points. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this for mine. Okay. Do you guys want to play against each other? Or do you want to play with each? Other? It's up to you guys. Chris, it's up to you. I'm okay with playing with. Okay, okay. let's play with. Yeah. Uh, we I can mine can work that way too. It's, this is all for fun. I, I do have I do have the uh, a more or less from uh you know which which we I think we've kind of finished up each time with where we take movies and I say more or less and. We can we can play against each other then. So you guys can. Okay, John. Uh, mine's all about you know if the teacher pops a test and you're a mess and you're riding low in your chair. I mean, hope you're gonna be saved by the bell. Bayview. We got saved by the bell trivia. Bayview High School. Uh, 
Well, all right, I'll have to get a new episode <laughs> before. Name the three students from Saved by the Bell that originated on Good Morning Miss Liss. Okay. Three um, students. I'm going to guess Zach Morris is probably one of them. Yep. And I think with Zach, you definitely then have to get a Kelly Kapowski. And then I think the third one is going to be your Screech Powers. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I, agree, I will. Chris. I will. I will give you this. You have two correct. Ooh. Okay. Is AC Slater there? I was gonna say if I think if anybody gets pulled out, it would probably be Kelly, and then no. I think you're gonna have Elisa Turtle instead. Elisa Turtle. Elisa Turtle. I think so. The third. Is that your answer? Yeah. Lisa I, that's Turtle's what I'm going with. That is correct. Lisa Turtle. Wow. Okay. Lisa Turtle. See, I I know it was Saved by the Bell was another show first, but I've never actually seen any of it, and it seems like. Lisa would be like the good like counterpoint to both of those characters. Just kind of like the the good student yeah. kind of fun. Straight shooter. But she's not a Jesse Spano. It's just like yeah. Jesse Spano know-how. went in for to read for the Kelly part and the producers liked her so much that they created the Jesse character oh, for her. Good. So Haley Mills, who played Miss Bliss, starred as twin teens. In this Disney movie about sisters trying to get their divorced parents back Trapped together. together it, it, a trap. It's a parent trap, I believe. Chris, right? It's a parent yeah. trap? Yes. Yeah. Which I didn't know that Bailey Mills played Miss Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This one I'm going to give you. This is uh, a multiple choice. I'm going to read the question and then A, B, and C. What does the AC stand for? In A.C. Slater. A. Alfonso Carlos. B. Albert Clifford. Or C. Aaron Cruz. I'm thinking so, either A or C. Um, My cat's name is Apartment Cat because he used to be the cat that lived outside. So we just refer to him as the Apartment Cat. And for short, I call him A.C. But that's not one of the options. So. <laughs> um, What was B? B. Albert Clifford. So I'm going to go with B. And if you want to like differ like this one, we can differ. No, 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 on no, like Chris, why, why, why B? For me, he's such a cool dude. I think oh. he wouldn't want to be known as Albert Clifford. So he's just going by AC instead. Can you read off this full list again? Yeah. Alfonso Carlos. Does that sound oh. like a name that John would make up? Maybe. There are, okay. I mean, all these then, names are made up by someone, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Albert Clifford. That sounds like a John make it up. Or Aaron Cruz. Also sounds like a John make up. So that's why I'm going A. That's why really, I think A. It's a really tough one. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Chew on it. Let's gotta, chew gotta, on it for a little bit. Big league Let's go big league. Also, We're going to go big league here. Not good gum, right. by the way. Are Chris, we fine? We, we can go B on this one. And then if there's another one that you and I are different on, we'll go with okay. me. Okay? You feel confident, confident on that then? Oh, yeah. Like that? All right. I don't know, just right, my, my logic behind it makes sense. Well, Let's go B. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's a good thing you listen to Chris, because it is B, Albert That's, Clifford. Wow. Good logic on that. Like, he I mean, being such a cool He's character. Such a and cool like, dude. I mean, he wasn't named after my cat, so be that. Uh, number four. Is Dustin Diamond still in jail? No, he did. No, he's <laughs> <laughs> that is the <laughs> That is the correct answer. See, we agreed on that. <laughs> <laughs> we both knew. No, he did. Who did? Mm. He did. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that answer is actually incorrect because he's now in hell, which is eternal jail. So, <laughs> which is a joke I bo- I knew 
you admit, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Why could we know more of the schools then? <laughs> Sorry, yes. That was so deep. <laughs> no, it was a good. It was a good fun. What monstrous, mad, fast driving atomic actress was up for the lead role in striptease that eventually went to Elizabeth Berkeley, aka Jesse Spano, in striptease? I feel oh, like no. he's he's like a fast and piece. Like is that monstrous, mad, fast atomic? Atomic Blonde, Mad Fast. So who's who's the uh, Atomic Blonde? Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Theron. Charlize Theron. Theron. That's our final. That's our final answer right there. Correct. Well, I I never would have known that. I wouldn't have known that except John was a great quiz master. (laughs) He seeded and gave seeded a ton of uh, questions. Started the movie Monster. Uh Monsters. Uh, Mad Fast Driving. She is in the Fast and Furious. And in the Mad Max movie. Yep. Once yeah, I, I, read, I heard those as two separate, like Mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They are two separate, but they. All right. What was the deal with Ed Alonzo, who played Max? <laughs> Is this an essay question? Is that <laughs> what's the deal? Uh, he was, was, the deal? He, he was he a very glasses? special episode character that was introduced to sell drugs. Oh, Chris got it right. He was a magician. Oh. That's it. <laughs> I just thought they'd be a. <laughs> I thought that'd be a fun one. I, I liked your Seinfeld-esque setup, though. What's the deal? What's that? the deal? I see. I went with deal, and I'm like, oh, deal. He's dealing drugs. Oh, it's a special episode, super special episode. Nancy Reagan stars in it. I like that the answer is like just a bullshit one, where it's like, oh, this is a weird character trait about him, and that's exactly what John was looking. <laughs> I'll have you know, I exhausted all of my knowledge about. Him with that answer. Magician wore glasses. So, so did the scriptwriters. So did the scriptwriters. Was Mark Paul Gosler in a Hallmark yes. holiday rom com? Yes. Or was he in a lifetime Hallmark? Trick, trick question is both. It might be both. Correct, Chris. <laughs> I've seen the Hallmark one, and it's like. It's oh, if you could name it, it's extra points. Okay, it's. it's um. It's, it's basically this woman passes out. I don't she need gets, to know what happens in it. I need a title. I have the title. If you need I know to talk it out. I know I'm, the movie. I don't know. I feel like, but it's like a Christmas something probably. It it just repeats. And I want to look it up because I've seen this movie so many times because Kate's had it on because it's on like, it's on either Hulu or You think or maybe you saw it 12 times? Probably 12 days of Christmas. It's probably the 12 days of Christmas again. 12 what a Christmas? 12 nights of Christmas? 12 dates. Twelve dates of Christmas. I don't know if Paul's just like trying to piece it together or if like his brain (laughs) slowly like this is awakening something in him. It's not bad. It's Groundhog's Day meets Hallmark Christmas movie because she wakes up every night or every day at the same time. Like, but it's the middle. Mark Paul has also starred, has also had starring roles in these two law shows like blue or something like that i don't know these two law shows okay well, there's law and order there's boston public or, Bo- yeah, right? or boston legal boston oh legal. yeah there's uh what other law shows are there uh la law but that was probably on a little early for him to be on there because that was like on when we he was probably on saved by the bell um the Practice, The Good Wife, um, other law shows. Chris was right with Blue. NYPD Blue? That's one. Okay. That's a <clears throat> show. 
police are the law. law. Man, now I have to expand to the police shows? Okay, we got Chicago PD. Well, NYPD Blue, and then he played a lawyer with a partner on, like, TBS or USA. So we got uh, Suits. We got... uh, I'm going to say Franklin and Bash. I don't even know if I've ever even heard of that show. Abraham Lincoln High. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln High. Tiffany Thiessen. Wait, what was the answer? Franklin and Bash in NYPD Blue. Oh, that was... Yeah, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. I mean, I might I have... I thought you been, were like, giving us a clue with Franklin and... No, Franklin and Bash. Uh, yeah. Tiffany Thiessen's production company that has produced her two cooking shows in the latest Saved by the Bell series is named what? A, Delicious Smile Productions. B, Saved by the Cook Production. Or C, Tit for Tat Productions. I can see, but I think it's I kind of hate all of them, but I could also see all of them being. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess C because her initials would be Tat, like Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Like in your logic, but I think A better. But all right, we'll go. Well, we said no, no, we said I we're know. gonna split. So you go A, I go C. But I was A or C. <laughs> I was on be either B. one. <laughs> I was on either one. Let's go C. Chris, you swayed me C. Correct. <clears throat> okay, from now on, you don't better guess Chris on these. <laughs> <clears throat> Number the best 10. I've done on any of our quizzes ever, <laughs> by the way. It's so weird and niche. But you do um, own a Timber Amber Thesis t-shirt. Do, do t-shirts. So that money's paying off right now. It's <laughs> right. It. This is a dividend. These are the dividends right now. Enjoy. Not, Not including... Good morning, Miss Bliss. How many Saved by the Bell series and TV movies have there been? Okay, because they're now I have, I have I can give you A, B, and C, or if you guys just wanna well, let's let's kind of talk through it first because okay. there was Saved by the Bell, then there was like Saved by the Bell, the new class, like, the new class, then there was Saved by the Bell, like the college years. There was also California Dreaming. Oh, that's true. But was that a movie or was that? That like was a, a spin-off series. Was there a reunion? There was a reunion. They did it semi-recently. Amazing. And it was weird because they didn't bring back Dustin Diamond for it, and then he died, but nobody could talk about it at that point. So we're at well, they were right like, now. we were gonna yeah. bring him. They, they were like, well, we're he was, gonna bring they, him. It was like, we were gonna bring him thoughts. back. <laughs> we were thinking we're, about him the whole time. We're gonna bring him back uh, for season two, and then they only made the one season. Um. So, many, so we're at five. But I don't. How many movies have there been? Are made for? I feel like. Okay, let's hear the A, B, and C. We're at five. We could go to four. We could go to you know. It's like one of those things. This John Count California Dreaming is the Saved by the Bell because that's a spinoff. I think that would count because it had like your core cast in it. It was like there's there's summer. Let's let's hear the A, B, C. A is ten. Seems a bit much. B is five. Mm. Mm. And C is six. Because 10 seems you, like too much, but also it was very profitable, so they probably did try to like cash in on it. And there's probably a bunch of like direct to video like shit that they put out. Or it was like okay. Screech's Crazy Summer School, like something like that. that I, just, I feel unconfident of our five answer, so I'm willing to go to six or ten. Chris, I can't bet against you. I you, you could because I'm I'm torn right now because 10 seems like a lot, but. I'm willing to go six. Probably a lot of, like, spinoff stuff, whereas, like, I'll I'll say six, too. Okay, we're going six, John. Six is 
Correct. Okay. And can you, you have, can you list them out? Because yeah, so you have the original Say by the Bell. You have the new class. You have the college year. Paul, your summer dreaming was a yeah. T was California a, Dreaming. California Dreaming, whatever it was. That was a TV movie. I vaguely had, remember that. You had the TV movie that they did where Zach and Kelly get married. And then you have the reunion show that happened two years ago. Okay. So we we only forgot the with the wedding special. Yeah. But even if we had counted that one in, I still would have been like, oh, maybe. Did that happen during? Yeah. Because that could have been like. I could have. I could have. Like a like finale or dream, Dreaming. Maybe that was a TV so movie made there for was, as a backdoor plot pilot. No, there was a a series in the series. They went and worked for the summer at a oh. club. I think that's where you were getting confused because that was part of the original. What a good quiz, John. Way to pepper in clues to really help the person. I don't know how I could have helped people get to the (laughs) names of the high schools. President's uh, second president's son. Yeah, yeah. I I worked very hard on this yesterday and looked up a lot of stuff about Saved by the Bell. Like this is one of those. Yeah, this was one of those quizzes that I started. I was like, yeah, that's a fun thing. And then I was like, okay, all I need to do is keep on going to IMDb and going to like clicking over and like looking up the school and clicking, you know, I'll get through it sometime. And then yesterday happened and I'm like, oh, I got to finish that because <laughs> you guys were like, I have 10, I have 10. And I'm like, oh, I only did three so far. And I had, I had the first one, which was super easy. And I'm like, I can get a couple hard ones. And then I'm like, too deep. I can't go back. Uh I was like thinking about doing like multiple schools like, oh, this one about Hogwarts, this one about like Xavier School, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what of all those schools, what's one that had like a huge impact, mm-hmm. which what's something that I've watched a lot of or this or that has like, oh, I've watched a lot of Saved by the I did, too, but like none of it has stuck with me. <laughs> but I, I mean, Chris, enough of it did, I guess. Chris, remember your years at Buff State? When uh, people up in the commuter lounge, they had Saved by the Bell on constantly. I mean, it I just take like a lot of show. naps up there, so it must have yeah. just, like, worked its way into my subconscious. <laughs> it's did. like your, uh, what was it, 12 Nights of Christmas? 12, 12 Dates, dates? Of Christmas. dates of Christmas, sorry. It's not uh, a bad one. If you guys are going to watch a schmaltzy, like, Chris, Hallmark, like, uh, Christmas one, watch uh, Chris, the one starring uh, Vanessa Hutchinson. The the uh, Christmas Witch uh, the Christmas Witch Museum <laughs> yeah the, the the Switch Christmas Princess that one yes those two were great the one with the knight is even great is even good and then watch uh, the Twelve Dates of Christmas there's there's three Vanessa Hutchinson like Netflix slash Hallmark ones the fourth one should be your twist and they're all the same movie Christmas, they just put or, different titles on it. Paul, bonus question. Am I going to uh-huh. watch any of those? No. <laughs> there you are. Um, yeah, so he's got one Hallmark one, but he's got like six or eight like Lifetime ones where he plays a creep. Oh. Uh, he's got one where it's like, she cried no. And it's with... Um, it's just old episodes. <laughs> I'll say by the it's with what's her name from um, DJ Tanner. where oh, he was Candace like, Cameron. Well, Candace Cameron, like, Burr. He was... Uh, like, Yeah, yeah. She married a hockey player. He was a little aggressive. The picture is him looking, like, really mean, and then her with her, like, blouse torn open, like, holding it together. Wow. Torn open, but also 
holding it together. She's holding it together, but you can tell it's been ripped. And she's like, oh, no. Metaphorically, she's holding it together. Like, she's been through something. <clears throat> you know, she's just we get you. We get you. You guys got another beer? I was going to grab another one. But, Chris, go ahead and talk about it so I can grab. I'm just going to grab a Julius. We've talked about it on the show before. I don't need to talk about it again. But I just want to drink one. Because yeah, I haven't okay. had one yet. Do it. Go for it, Paul. Go for it. Um, this past week, I was on vacation. I didn't go to Massachusetts with Paul and his wife for their anniversary, but it was Yanni's birthday, so uh, we had the week off. Hey, thank you. I'll tell her. Um, but one of the things that we did is we actually went to Angry Chair Brewing in Tampa, Florida, because Yanni always hears a lot about the other breweries that John, Paul, and I have gone to here in Florida, like outside of Orlando's, and Tampa's kind of a hotbed for them. So we went to Angry Chair Brewing. We also went to Hidden Springs Ale Works, and then we went to Cigar City Brewing. So, yeah, we went to a few breweries in Tampa, had a great time. But one of the ones we went to that I was excited to go back to because we skipped it the last time we went to Tampa was the aforementioned Angry Chair. And this is their Infinite Dunks Oatmeal Stout. And on the side of the can, it does say this cream filled cookie inspired oatmeal stout is reminiscent of the infinitely dunkable cookie with milk. Bonus points for not containing lactose. And as soon as you pour it, it just straight up smells like Oreos. And then taking a sip of it, it's such a rich, like dense chocolate flavor. But it does taste so much like an Oreo cookie that I'm surprised it does not have any kind of like milk sugars in it because it straight up tastes like liquid Oreos in the best possible way. What I love about Oreos is that the cookie is such a dark, bitter cookie mm-hmm. that you need the cream to balance it out. And that's it's an oatmeal stout, so it's hitting that like nice like coffee bitter note. Mm-hmm. But then there's like enough of like that sweetness, like not like a vanilla sweetness, but you know it's that faux vanilla. Like this is again really again maybe like twenty dollars for a four pack at the brewery. Every once in a while there will be an article that'll be like, hey, you know people that enjoy bitter bitter flavors are psychopaths, and that makes me worried because I like dipping my Oreos in coffee. And also, we like just talked about coffee. coffee before we took the pause. Uh, black coffee with Oreos, so good. Like, I would rather dip my Oreos in coffee, black coffee, than it's good. I can see that being good. I don't think I've ever done that. Because it I've always like a, just a been chocolate a, coffee. Bite. I am also a, you know, a, a guy that has no kids. So I can, like, wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to open up a whole pack of Oreos right now. And not need to share this with anybody. And I'm gonna eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch because I'm an adult. Like uh, honestly, I got uh, Oreos in I've the eaten, freezer. I've eaten pastries and cakes before my son gets up. I get up before him. There you go. Oh, good on you, man. I got Oreo, a pack of Oreos in the freezer at basically all times in the basement, and like most of the times, like before leaving for work, I'll grab two and be eating them while I'm drinking my coffee while driving into work. So it's a delicious way to start the day. It's a Not a healthy way. Day? No. Delicious, though. Uh, but you guys both got up. So what's you drinking now? I, I'm drinking the Julius from uh, Treehouse. Better than the Julius from Treehouse. This is uh, hits you just good, solid juice flavor throughout. <clears throat> Maybe I would uh, get more of it if I stored it upside down. But the more you know, you know. Uh, I went because I thought I had a 12-ounce Oktoberfest can, and I didn't. And I didn't want to open another 16. So I don't have another beer. But I am ready for your trivia. All right. So my trivia, and you you guys can work together on this. Well, 
you know, we've been, we've been going at that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I am going, to, well, this is two, two titles for this. I don't know which one I preferred. Teacher's Pet or Heads of the Class. And this was actually going to be all about pop culture teachers. Uh, we, did we ever get a name from John's quiz? Mine's was Schoolmates. Yours is either oh. Teacher's Pets or Head of the Class. John, what was your quiz name? I didn't have. I didn't. What's the deal with that? facts? What's the deal uh, with baby facts? Um. Okay, you're taking too long, Chris. Go ahead. What's, what's so, teacher pops. Uh, teacher pops a test. Teacher. Teacher pops a test. <laughs> Miss Bliss's pop quiz. Um. So I'm going to read you like a questiony description of a famous pop culture teacher. Um. Originally, there were going to be points associated with this. But since we're like playing together, it's okay. If you guys are stumped and can't name the teacher based off that description, I have a quote from said teacher that would appear on their bus. Like if you were walking into the school that they taught at and like they were lauded in their hallways, what quote from them would be under like the bronze bust in the foyer? It's so um, nice that you were like that and I was like, oh, on the crypt. <laughs> so... If you're stumped by the quick description, I will then give you guys a quote. Um, if you want to give me the teacher's name, cool. If you can't, if you can only describe like the movie or the actor that's playing them, that works as well. Because originally there was going to be like tiered point systems for this, where you would get more points if you got it just based off the description um, or the quote. Or if you could just give me their name, that would be an extra point. But we're going to throw all that away. Is Mr. Feeney the answer to number four or number seven? I don't know. Okay. You may have to you may have to listen to find out. Are we ready? When we answer, do we have to do the Feeney call? No, originally I was gonna make you guys raise your hand, um, because this is about teachers. But we're working together, so we're not gonna do that. Because that's an option on Skype. See, it's fun. Yeah. Paul. I did it. All right. So our first teacher, and again, there are ten of these. Um, sit down in class. This cool English teacher inspired his students by getting them to stand on their desks instead. Ooh, that's um, it's Robin Williams from um, what's the name of uh, uh, Dead Poets Society. Uh, Seize my, the oh, day, Cap- boys. Oh, Captain, my captain. my captain. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. I'll finish up with a quote if we didn't get to it. But yes, that is correct. Uh, that's John Keating from Dead mm. Poets Society. So you guys see how this will work. Number two. A good lesson will stay with you for years. A good teacher even longer, especially if they live next door. Oh, it's Mr. Feeney. Yes. Feeney. There there is no greater aspiration than to have love in our hearts. Yes. Mr. Feeney, played by William Daniels on Voice Raw. Number three. Still alive. He is. A great teacher. He was. A great teacher can be anyone even if they're a disgraced guitarist and not actually a real substitute teacher. That's uh, uh, School Jack Rock. Black from School Rock. Yep. They're terminal, every last one of them, and all they wanted to do before they bit the dust was play Battle of the Band. Oh, well, that's that's the quote that he has. Dewey quote. Finn, Jack Black, oh. School of Rock. Next one. A strong teacher will rise to any challenge, even if your uh, informant's wife can't do the job and you need to go undercover. Uh, oh, that that's was, kindergarten cop. Yep, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm the party pooper. That's Detective John Kimball, guys. It's not a tumor. Who's your daddy? What does he do? I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but the soundboard that people were calling <laughs> people with. 
back in way the back early. in like 1997. Yeah, <laughs> you never see it. It's really good. You hit your uh, kid, I hit you. Number five, teaching can be difficult and unrewarding, so much so that you may need to move in with three guys as roommates. Who's the teacher? The full house has. But who's the teacher? I don't know that. We've already done uh, Boy Meets World. All right. Would you like? Would you like their quote that would be? emblazoned upon the marble bus yeah because i'm also like stumped on this <clears throat> some i some of these i'm going to try to read in like very like just deadpan so i don't give away anything so wait is this a dramatic read uh not maybe maybe a little bit my first crush was on a batman cake but my first sexual feelings were about teenage simba oh it's new girl it's uh jessica day it is played by uh, girl. Zoe Deschanel. Three day, yeah, three other people. She's a teacher. Yep. Which she it, quickly abandoned that for like the middle of that entire series. She's a All teacher right. throughout. Is she? She does adult ed, and then she goes back. It's called Ensemble. It's on the banner. All right, number six. A great teacher can make anything a good learning experience, no matter how big or small. Any lesson can become an adventure. Uh, would that be um, from the Magic School Bus? As my old Ms. parachute teacher Ms. used to say, look before you leap and never jump to conclusion. That's Miss Frizzle, baby. Miss Frizzle. Played by Lily Tomlin, yeah. which I forgot about until I was researching this. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Next one. Teachers always try to leave a mark, a legacy, so a part of them can live on forever with their students. Can you read, can you read that again? Teachers always try to leave a mark, a legacy, so a part of them can live on with their student. I don't know, John. I would you like? Would you yeah. like the quote? I would yes, like please. the quote. Greatness inspires envy. Envy engenders spite. Spite spawns lies. That sounds it, like a Yoda quote, but it's not Yoda. Is this? I've never seen the movie, but is that uh, Tina Fey from uh, Mean Girls? It is not. Okay, that was a good guess. I've never seen the movie. I'm. I have, I, I have stumped you guys on this one. I'm. I'm surprised. Um, it could be because this person never actually became a teacher. I'm still. Uh, this is actually Lord Voldemort <laughs> from Harry Potter. He did teach some lessons though. What? What was his quote again? Teachers always try to leave a mark, a legacy, so a part of them can live on. Students. Uh... Harry was a Horcrux. Spoilers. Yeah. I had to keep you guys guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well... All right. Next up, teachers are always concerned for their students' well-being, so much so that they may even go to the students' very home to check on them to make sure they're okay. Could you do that one again? Teachers are always concerned for their students' well-being, so much so that they may even go to the students' very home to check on them to make sure they're okay. Oh, this is Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller's oh. Day Off. From Buffalo, New York. Also a sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fool's paradise. He's just leading you down a primrose path. Well, he's not All a right. teacher, though. He's an administrator. He, yeah, but, but I, I got to play with these a little bit, man. I know. It's fine. It's fine. It's it fun. still works. He's still he's works. part of the school. Part of the, I do have to say that Voldemort won't <laughs> he's, he's, he's teaching you lessons. Um, speaking of teaching lessons, big lessons can be taught in the most surprising if not forceful ways, and every moment can be teachable, and every space a classroom. I got nothing. All right, one one more time. Big lessons can be taught in the most surprising, if not forceful ways, and every moment can be teachable, 
and every space a classroom. Mm. Would you like the quote? Yeah. Many of the truths that we cling to depend on our point of view. Obi-Wan Kenobi? That is not correct, but you're in the right galaxy. Is it Qui-Gon Jinn? No, it's actually a character you had mentioned before. This is Yoda. Big lessons can be taught in the most surprising, Uh, if not forceful. Yeah. Forceful. That's why I was going to Star Wars. And every moment can be teached. It might be stacking rocks. It might be pulling an X-wing out of And where where is this from? Where was and the quote from? Every space is a classroom. Uh, it was hard finding a quote from him that's not, yeah. you know, your do or do not. Like, <laughs> Actually, that might have been from Return of the Jedi. All right, final one. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. A positive role model can be a teacher who comes up from anywhere. The streets, the Olympics, even the president's cabinet. Olympics, president's cabinet. Is- one, one more time, Chris. A positive role model can be a teacher who comes up from anywhere. The streets, the Olympics, even the president's cabinet. Would you like a quote? Yeah. Lightning strikes twice in this town, and the second time I strike, it's for keeps. I don't know. Is it a Ben Stiller character? (laughs) No, it is not. Okay. It's lightning. I could see Ben Stiller saying lightning strikes twice in this town. And when it's... Uh, I'll give you guys a hint <laughs> beyond um, the, the quotes and the description. I thought it was we like are, Billy Madison. We, we are a comic book book podcast. Is it Professor Xavier? Uh, I thought about him, but I figured that'd be too much. Lightning strikes, though. So I'm thinking, you know, Black, Black Lightning is Black was, Lightning. was a principal and a teacher. So Yes, and he was also part of Lex Luthor's uh, cabinet it- when he, he became president. I had to do one comic book one. So nice. But yeah, that was yeah. teacher's pet or heads of the class, guys. You guys want to do? Yeah, that a, was fun. You guys want to do another one? Another quiz yeah, to sure. wrap it up? I'm, I'm up for it. I got a, I got some beer left. I got right. some infinite dunks here. Just some more or less. He uh, said more I, or less. I pulled up from IMDb their list of the uh, highest grossing lifetime grossing domestic. Oh, lifetime movies. The answer's gonna be all Mark. No, Paul's not asking. lifetime, but lifetime <laughs> domestic gross. Uh, grossing movies of all time under the category of high school. So I'm going to give you a name of the movie. Uh, for to start, I'm going to name you a movie, give you the lifetime gross of it. Then I'm going to give. We'll start with Chris because he's on top of my screen, and then John because he came in second on the phone call. Uh, the next one. But never in our hearts. Why can't never we work in. together? Because it's this is higher or lower. You got a 50% chance. People want us pitted against each other. That's why. Um, they've never told listeners us. right in. Let us know. All right. So the when scene, are you guys going to start selling it's... Casper mattresses? <laughs> that's, that's how it's going. That's how it's going to work. Or purple or whatever else there is. All right. So my this, pillow. This no, never fast times at Richmond high lifetime domestic gross is at twenty seven point zero nine million dollars. Chris, the 1998 film can't hardly wait make more or less money so far i'm gonna say more because that movie is a classic and uh 27 million is not a lot but i know also fast times is like the, the 80s the 1982 so versus i th- i'm gonna say can't hardly wait is um are we saying this more higher did it make over? more or less money it, more more it, it has made less money it is at 25.6 million so mm. two million, uh, one and a half million left. But it had 
Mike Dexter in it. Oh, the guy. I watched it because he's in uh, Amanda. <laughs> he's in uh, what is it? Empire the, the oh, Empire goodness. Records. Empire Records. He's in uh, the thing you do. Oh, you're thinking uh, Ethan Embry. Oh, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, how do we? Yeah, he plays it's just so like the. He's great. He's trying to meet up with Amanda the whole time. Kenny Special K. Denise Fleming as a tampon. There's so much good stuff in that movie. <laughs> the slow card is just like the girl that's trying to like get everybody to sign her yearbook and then she gets thrown in the pool. Love it. Haven't watched yeah. it in forever. It's great though. John, Matthew Roderick, Reese Witherspoon starring in this movie, Election. And it came out in 1999, one year after. Did it make more or less money than Can't Hardly Wait? 25.6 million. There's a lot of buzz about that film. There was. I still haven't seen it, but I heard it was really good. So far, I've seen all three of these movies. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say less. It seemed pretty indie. You are correct. It made less. It's 14.9. Chris, Mandy Moore is insane. With, oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were going to go walk to remember, and I was like, oh, that movie's heartbreaking. Yeah. And that came out in 2004. Did it make more or less than election with 14.9 million i think less because again this is like a very buzzworthy movie movie at the time but i don't think it had as much buzz like it was much more under the radar i think because it was like mandy moore and then like kieran culkin and then um i can't remember remember anybody else yeah but you are correct it didn't make less 8.9 million i think that one had a life on like video after that like with rental and like just word of mouth. Hey, and just so everybody following along knows, I'm 444. I've seen all these. Uh, dazed and so, Confused. So we know. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Because I was saying, we know the framing is, is this a movie that Paul's seen? <laughs> no. I don't think he's seen it. Because this one, Dazed and Confused, I have not seen. John. Be a lot cooler if you did. Isn't that Fast Time at Richmond High? I don't know. Confused. Did it make more or less? This came out in 2000 or uh, 1993. Sorry. Ooh, this was, I, I mean, it was pretty popular. It was on TV. It had a cult following. But did it did did it do more than eight million? I'm gonna say yes. It did more than eight. Million. No, it only did 7.99. That's Man. a surprise because they had McConaughey in that. Well, that's before McConaughey was McConaughey. I mean, McConaughey's always been it had Affleck in it. McConaughey's always been McConaughey. Chris. Better off dead. The uh, John Cusack, one of John my Cusack. favorites. And you said two dollars. You owe me two dollars. They speak French the fries, French toast, French. She says French. French. And I used that today when I asked someone what they asked what dressings you have. I was like French. <laughs> Did this come out like eighty six, eighty seven? It came in out in eighty five. Eighty five. I have three columns. The amount of I have four columns. Uh, the name of the movie. How much you made. More or less, and then the year. Eighty-five. Eight, eight million was what can't have. Yeah, seven point nine nine for Days and uh, Confused. Did it make more or less than Days and Confused? I'm gonna say more. You are correct. It made ten point two nine. John, yeah. year before, Molly Ringwald starred in this movie, Sixteen Candles. Did it make more or less than Better Off Dead? The John Cusack. Hmm, came out came out before that, right? Yep, a, a year before. 1984. Uh, I'm going to say it made more. You are correct. 23.68. So quite a bit more. Quite a bit. That's yeah, a good amount more. I'm surprised actually like how much like that's. 18,000 good. Yeah. Uh, uh, double. 13. 13. Uh, Clueless, Chris. The the classic starring basically oh, everybody. 
Basically uh, everybody. Yeah, it, it has to be more. Did they make more? This movie had the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in it, sir, as the house band. So, as a ska defender <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2023, I have to say, yeah. That's just the impression that I get, though. That, that you, are, you are correct. 56.6 million. So, basically double. John, ECA, the Emma Stone featurette the the retelling of uh the scarlet letter kind of bit a little bit not really but a little bit easy a more easy a came out in 2000 or 2010 this movie has buzz like not not like um the movie with the michael Sarah and john hill like yeah not not super bad buzz but like it was in that time frame which i think like that teen comedy was like big what did clueless make 56.6. 56.6. I'm, I need to pee, so you need the answer. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say more, but it definitely could have done less. I'm gonna say it more. did. It did more. It did almost two million more. It did 58.4. <laughs> How many more of these you got, Paul? I got two more. Okay. Do you need Ferris to pee? Bueller's you Day Off. Okay. Chris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the classic 1986 classic. film. But I'm assuming your list isn't adjusted for inflation, so I'm gonna say no. less. Yeah. Mm. I'd say less because it didn't become super popular till it was on CBS like every single It has day. had multiple releases back in the theaters. It's made oh. seventy point one million dollars. Oh, okay. I didn't think I didn't even think of like extra releases. John, okay. One of the the pinnacle modern day pinnacle uh high school movies, Mean Girls. Oh Mean More Girls was huge. We're talking the aughts versus the eighties. Which one has made more? Well, you're not talking that. You're talking the aughts versus the 80s and re-release. Yeah. So I'm going to say, because that movie was huge, I'm going to say Mean Girls made more. You are correct. And she doesn't even go here. $86 million. Wow. By $16 million. I didn't honestly know how well that one did, because I'm assuming a lot of it came after the fact, where it was like DVD that people could pass back and forth between their friends. Because that's honestly how I watched it. Like, I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it because, like, my girlfriend at the time had it. And like, all right, like, let's watch this. Great movie, though. Never seen it. It It is very good. Um, so now that Paul has stepped away to take care of some pressing business, pressing on his bladder, um, <laughs> I did want to put, like, one of the teachers from the faculty in my quiz. But I do not remember enough about that movie to, like... <laughs> to pull anything from but i remember really liking faculty in like 2000 or 1999 whenever it came yeah, out yeah that was good you go to uh, john stewart's the, t- the science teacher that they like and he loses his hand in it yeah because the thing they show him at the end and he's like got a stubby hand and a patch over his eye a lot of great pop culture teachers like there's a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't really touch on too like i wanted to throw a comic book one in there but i i could have done charles xavier for anything but i figured that would have been like Really easy. Yeah, I was actually surprised that you didn't do Tina Fey for a Beard Girls. I I thought about her. Um, I did want to include someone from Harry Potter, but I didn't want it to be another gimme. That's why I went with Voldemort instead. I mean, my cat's name is Minerva McPonagall, so that would have been a clear road for me to go down. But then I also thought about doing something with Gilderoy Lockhart, arguably one of the finest professors in Hogwarts history. But he doesn't even remember that he was a teacher. No, I'll always remember though. And he, it's the only uh, movie with a post credit. It is. It's just a, a little delight at the end there. Kenneth Branagh is fantastic in that part. Um, but yeah, I love doing these. 
we have our like monthly rotation that we work through and like the other things that pop up, but I'm always happy whenever we get to do something like this. So, hey, you know who you know who started it? Caitlin. Caitlin. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to one of you guys uh, to pick our next topic, whatever we're gonna talk about next. Whenever we want to work it in. Uh, box of some box office mojos keyword high school. What the top grossing high school movie is? High School Musical. It's Probably not theatrical releases. High uh, School Musical three was I think the only one that actually had a. You guys talked release? about Superbad. That was number. Three. Really? I'm gonna guess Animal House. Oh no, you said High School, right? That's yeah. the qualifier for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because I know Animal House has had like a ton of releases. Project X. Ooh, Project Texas, uh, number 15. Okay. What's Project X? I don't know. It's uh, like a house party movie. Oh, okay. Where's Kid and Play on this? I didn't see it. But, John, one of the first movies you and I want to see together, Orange County, number 18. <laughs> Where's, um, oh, Where's Rushmore? Rushmore's probably really low. Like, yeah. those I Wes Anderson movies do Rushmore. not have. But also, is that really? I, yeah, it's high school. I see Rushmore yeah. on here. Um, There's 75 movies Okay, what's number one? Because I don't. Number I'm one to think is like, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, I, I guess <laughs> parts of it. Twenty-one Jump Street is number two. Okay, okay. See, that one I understand. Like that one, I, that Spider-Man, yeah, I don't yeah. consider like a I high was school like, movie because it doesn't take place at a high school besides like a scene. With three hundred and thirty-four point two million. Twenty-one Jump Street, one hundred and thirty-eight point four. Superbad, one hundred and twenty-one. Wow. America Graffiti is number four. Then Porky's. Oh, uh, you always. You can never count out Porky. Then American Pie, then uh, Mean Girls, Ferris Bueller's, Bring It On, which I mentioned, uh, and then Risky Business is your top 10. And listeners, if you have a top 10 questions about high school or your top 10 favorite high school movies, uh, let us know. Find us over on our other platforms that we're on. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, let us know your favorite pop culture teacher. You know, that pop culture teacher whose class you're never missing. Mine would be John Stewart and the faculty. <laughs>